0: everyone, Dave and Jeff doing our second podcast of the week. Normally we start the show a little bit earlier. Tonight we're actually starting it around the time we stop. It's around right. 10 o'clock at night as we start on a Tuesday.
1: Dave, I have uh, two FUs and a question for you. Good deal. My first FU goes to everybody in this fucking audience who couldn't figure out Patreon the other day. Let me ask you a real simple fucking question, okay? When your cable goes down, do you email Carlo Cicchetto? Or do you email the fucking cable company? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The show was loaded. I could hear it on the way home. You're making poor Dave a nervous wreck.
0: Three like, times I took it down and put it back up.
1: Contract, contact Patreon. They're the guys running it, not us. We don't own it, you dickheads.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't
1: get to work. Well, all right, fuck off. It worked for me. Worked for Dave. I swear to God.
0: Yeah, I thought I was crazy because I could hear it fine.
1: I right there. Listen, we do the same drill every night when this show goes off, and I know uh, Joe Cabral does the same thing. I'm trying to think of the guys who get it almost instantly at night when we're done, because I'll get a text message in the morning. And yep. Joe's probably gets it. Like Joe must be a night owl because he gets yeah. it. But when I'm driving, I drive from East Lake to PB every night, and I get the notification, and I fire it up. And there have been, admittedly, a handful of nights, but none recently, when the show hasn't loaded, and I'll call Dave. I'll pull over and be like, dude, I'm trying to fire this thing, and it won't go. And we'll reload it, and then by the time I get to PB, it's up and working. Yeah. That's my first step, you. (laughs) Okay? Yes. I'm my, good second, with that one. my second, my second nephew, goes to the fucking post office. I'm so <laughs> sick of the post office and everybody who fucking works for the post office. They're all the most miserable, fucking people in the world. No wonder everybody said nobody goes. Hey, you're gonna go Dunkin' Donuts. Nobody says, Hey, yeah. you're gonna go Lowe's. You're gonna go Walmart. They all say the same thing. You're gonna go fucking postal. It's all a reflection on you. <laughs> Nobody says, hey, dude, look at this fucking guy. He's about to go Barnes and Noble. (laughs) That's true. Everybody's like, this fucking asshole. So anytime you got to deal with the mailman, first off, the mailman in my neighborhood consistently puts shit in the wrong fucking box. Mine too. Uh, How difficult is it?
0: I have no idea. Where I live right now happens all the time.
1: Here, I'll help you out. If it says Joe Schmoe, Unit one, put it in the fucking box that says unit one. It's not algebra. You don't have to put it in box seven. Then this shit. (laughs) So tonight I had to mail out a bunch of things. I had probably 40 things I had to mail, but they're kind of time sensitive. So I said to a couple of friends, I go, you know what I'll do? Instead of waiting till tomorrow when we have the guy come by and pick it up, I'm just going to take it to the post office. I'll get everything in. It'll kind of be off our hands. We'll all have peace of mind. And whether they process it tomorrow at 6 a.m. or noon, it doesn't matter. But at least we know it's it's in the system. Well, we all agree. Hey, fantastic. Yeah. Everything's sealed. Everything's plenty of postage on it. Everything's ready to go. And I get to the fucking post office and I go to open the mailbox and the mailbox now When's the last time you dropped a letter in the mail?
0: Dude, it's been at least half a year.
1: Okay. Now, anybody who uses the mailbox drive up. Yeah. Remember you used to just pull that fucker open? Yep. You could throw Bigfoot in there. Yeah, you could. Now it opens like a quarter inch. Kinky. Really? Oh, sorry. Anything over 13 ounces has to be brought into the retail guy. Why? What's he going to fucking do? (laughs) Now you got to go stand in line. You got some old lady who stinks. All she wants to do is buy fucking stamps, right? Estelle Getty stamps. That's all she wants to do. (laughs) She has nowhere to be, so she's just going to fucking sit there. Yes. And tell the clerk her goddamn life story. Why the fuck? Why do we live life so fucking scared every day?
0: Dude, I don't know if it's like this in every town, but it's like that in
1: this town. We live life scared. Just let us put the fucking mail in, okay? Yes. Maybe if I go to the, I fly quite, not a lot, but I fly probably more than some. When I go to the airport, guess what happens? They put my bag on the fucking x-ray machine. It goes through the x-ray machine, and then we're all on our way. Yep, keep moving. It works fine. Why the, Do that with the fucking mail. None of us care. Put it through the sensor. Do whatever you got to do. But this bullshit that you go there to the post office where they can't fucking do anything. They're always bitching that nobody likes them. They show up at all hours, drop your fucking mail off at nine. Half the time is for your neighbor, Dale, that <laughs> dickhead. And then, uh, and then today, so I had a business meeting Yeah. at 545, like a complete jerk off. I'm sitting there. I had 60 things to mail. I got to literally go one at a time. Great. Because you can no longer just open it up and drop off the fucking mail. You fucking (laughs) assholes.
0: You know, here's the deal, man, with San Diego. I think about this all the time because I try and figure out. You're in my head, too, because knowing you on what this city is about. I remember I said to you when you and I first started working together, I I said, I can't figure out San Diego and what San Diego wants and what they're about. And then you said to me, there, there's a big part of people that live in this city and have lived here for a long time, since the 60s at least, mm-hmm. that don't want it to change. Right. It, it's, a, it's a secret gem of what California is, and you can't let everybody know how great San Diego is, so they don't want to really expand and grow. Right. And then there's a group of people, which I think is very, very small, that wants things like the NBA and new sure. sports arenas and you know the NFL team to stay and, and this and that, but overall... You see people that say, you know, we this is, you know, kind of Palm Springs, right? Yeah. And you go, what the fuck are we? And then you sit there and, and I wonder all the time to myself, where do I feel most comfortable in the places that I've lived with? Is it Los Angeles? Is it Nashville? Is it San Diego? I do feel real comfortable in L.A. Traffic drives me crazy. Yeah, so that's awful. how I'm not ever going to L.A. For all you people who told me that. But San Diego has everything you need to almost be perfect, except for the fact that we accept a lot of shit. We yeah. accept getting run over. I can't stand people. It's a big turnoff to me, whether you're a male or female, of people that
1: eat shit sandwiches that All are day. pushovers. All fucking day in this town. All the time. And the problem is nobody, we don't have any forward thinkers in uh, political office. No. And at some point it's going to fucking catch up with us if it hasn't already. And we just walk around as a city, as a county, with our fucking head buried in the sand. Nobody gives a shit about anything. The idea that, I mean, David starts everywhere. From the idea that we have one runway at the airport. Yeah. To the idea that in North Park, they're going to tear out another 600 parking spots when there's no parking in North Park. Yeah. To put in two more fucking bike lanes. The idea that we stop everything we're doing because some asshole can't walk 10 feet north to the the red light. He's going to cross in the middle of the street. And all of us are expected to stop and give this fuck face the right away. Fuck him. You know, this bullshit, it's just a complete sense of entitlement. And nobody fucking looks out for each other. Nobody looks ahead and says, hey, what are we doing for our fucking kids? Is anything going to matter? Fuck that. Let somebody else worry about it. It's shit. And now, here's the other funny thing that happens this time of year, right? It's the start of the NFL, yep. which means now we have to revisit the Chargers and everything else. Look, I get it. I was never a fan of that team. It's a drag they're gone for me, but it's not nearly as bad as for me as it is for a lot of you, and I respect that. Let me put it this way. It's like dating. The Chargers, you and the Chargers were dating. You dated for a long time. But you know what? What they have in their relationship now is better than what they had with you. And is it perfect for them? No. Did you love them more than their current relationship? Yeah, you probably did. But at the end of the day, what they have in their current relationship is better for them than what you could offer. Yes. And so I would say, like I have said to buddies and like I've said to girlfriends of mine, too, you can do one of two things. You can sit there and fucking wallow in your misery, or you can get on with your fucking life because they are better today. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. Are they still assholes? Absolutely they are. But from their boxes that they check, they are in a better place today than they were three years ago with you. And I hate to be the one to tell you, but I'm constantly the fucking eyeglasses in this city. Because all Darren Smith does every day is congrats, congratulate himself for being back on a 35-watt radio station. He's not going to do it. All fucking coaches doing all day is hoping Chris Dudley remembers his fucking name if he runs into him at Sprouts. That ain't going to fucking happen. So that's why you pay 65 cents a show and you bitch your fucking ass off about it. Because we tell you the fucking truth. Whether you want to hear it or not, who gives a shit?
0: Why do you keep doing it to yourself? That's what I don't understand. It's three years now. I know. Nothing has changed in this city to go, hey, there's a brand new stadium here. Maybe now's a good time to come back. They aren't coming back. The NFL's not going to bring them back. It's never going to happen. Why do you do this to yourself?
1: Well, I would say this, Dave. We all have the following. We all have that X that we might have never gotten over. And there's always, not everybody, but I think a lot of us, have that one X. I'm sure that, a lot of people do. That one X where you go, it, it's not, you're not being cocky or snarky or anything else, but it's just that one. Maybe you dated them for a week or six months or a year, and you're always polite to them, but they're like, God, you know, do you ever think about what our life would have been like? And in your head, you're like, no, <laughs> I really did. <laughs> but you're always polite. I hope you're polite. And you go, ah, yeah, you know, hey, we we had a good run. That's how it is. The Chargers view the city of San Diego as that relationship that was good, but fuck, man, it's over. Yeah, like it's. I'm not saying you got to follow me. I'm not saying you have to support me. Not even saying you got to fucking like me. All I gotta do is let me fucking go, because my life's moved on. And I'm better. Does she love me like you did? Maybe not. But overall, I'm in a better place than I was with you. It's not fault of yours.
0: Definitely in a better place. I almost look at it when we look at relationships where the Chargers yeah. say San Diego is almost perfect, but there were a couple things about you that drove me crazy. Right. That I thought I could change. Right. And then I couldn't fucking change it. I yet. couldn't
1: fucking change it.
0: And now, guess what? Dean's not going to come knocking on your door this fall and says, Do you want to fuck?
1: No, not he's happen. not. He's not. <laughs> well, how many no, people I'm just threw up that. right now? Oh my God! What's the matter with you? Sorry. Sorry. I was, we we're rolling for we're a second. We're rolling. I blew it. Dean's not coming over <laughs> with a bottle of Osti Spumante. <laughs> if anybody would buy it, it
0: would be Dean, though. Right? It, He'd have someone buy it for him.
1: Yep. And as I learned. They're very protective of their Greek heritage, and I'm not going to say yeah. anything else.
0: When's the last time Dean was in a grocery store? Dean? Yeah.
1: Fuck, I don't know. Does he do meet and greets? <laughs> I'm saying I don't think
0: Dean's been in a grocery store maybe ever. Bell Gardens? I think there's a better chance Ben's seen porn than than Dean going to a grocery store. Don't
1: even start me on that fucking dork. <laughs> But again,
0: you guys will do this to yourself. Just like, just as you said, Look, let the football season happen. You know, I think a lot of people are really excited about football season. I mean, we know baseball yeah. season in San Diego is over. But for football season, either pick a team or just stop fucking crying every Sunday. Well, It's and over.
1: I, and the problem is it's only going to get worse next year. It's only going to get worse. Because next year they move in yeah. to a stadium in L.A., I don't think any of us down here that were watching that viewed what Stan Kroenke built as what potentially could have been built here. The idea that we couldn't figure out Mission Valley made no sense compared to downtown. And there are still people that think Mission Valley was the answer. When the NFL said, can you please go downtown? Yep. We'll be there every fucking four years. Just go downtown. There's nothing in Mission Valley. But if you go downtown and people don't have to drive a car, they can literally walk to the convention center, the hotels, the stadium, the restaurants. It's amazing. Stop fighting it. Just understand the east, East of the East Village desperately needed a facelift and could have been really, really incredible with the football stadium. I'm not saying Dean did enough on his. I'm absolutely not saying that. I'm just saying that nobody really here ever seriously thought he would leave from a political standpoint. I'm not saying any of you in the fans. There could have been some of you who did. Yeah. But politically, there were none of the movers and shakers, how limited they are, that for a second said, hey, you know what? We got to start holding Dean's feet to the fire. We need to get negotiations going And figure out a way to keep him because this little fucking weasel may try to sneak out in the middle of the night like Robert Ursay did. And it's exactly what Dean did. And all those fucking dipshits like Faulkner and Sherman and Todd Gloria and all these other fucking morons were all set there, caught flat footed with their tiny little dick in their hands. They were.
0: They said, let him leave. We're going to bring in the Jags.
1: Yeah, and then we're going to bring in the MLS, which fucking fell on their face. They haven't done shit. So, again, that, that's where it fell. Yeah, the owner, completely incompetent. Arrogant, ignorant. I've said it about him for a long time, and I'll stand by it. You can't win in this city being arrogant and ignorant. But the problem is, we as a city were way too fucking stubborn, and it was just oil and water. Dean wanted to be a hero, Dean thought this fucking city should bend over backwards like they did in Minnesota and Dallas and Atlanta and anywhere else. And we were like, fuck you. And then Dean said, well, you know what? No, actually, fuck you. Yeah. And he left. And now you guys are all sitting here jumping up and down because seal season's only nine months away.
0: Here's the interesting thing. You just brought up the thing about the brand new state of the art stadium, which will be the nicest football stadium ever built. Yeah. If you drive by the one in L.A. and even if you drive by the brand new one in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. it's night and day. The one in L.A. is spectacular. Well, it's crazy. I mean, something you've never fucking seen before. Not because of anything Dean did. No, no, not at all. But I'm just saying, it still be the home of the Chargers. You could say whatever you want. It's still the home of Charger football is going to be the most incredible stadium that everyone's going to be talking about for the next five years.
1: Dean's Pete Davidson. that got a chance to live with Ariana Grande. Yeah. And but unf- she's not breaking up with them. I know. Cronky's not. Kick- and I like Pete Davidson. I'm not a fan yeah. of the Spanos family. But remember when Pete would just be on and be like, I get to live rent free? I was yeah. listening to Stern today. Yes. And they were recapping the whole that's thing. Great. You're like, fuck. Feels so bad. Nobody feels bad for Dean, but that's what it is. Nothing in that fucking play. I love when you see these videos that John and AG play it off like those guys are sitting in there, putting pen to paper. You know, telling Cronky, "No, no, no, this is the way it's got to be." They don't do shit. They sit in the corner and eat fucking Salisbury steak and nod. Okay, okay, fucking douchebags.
0: Dude, I love when they have the hard hats on, right? With the charger bolts.
1: with the bolt walking around. Yes, sleeves rolled up. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get some shit done today. Ag
0: with his bag of funyuns,
1: yeah, <laughs> little plastic hammer, little toy belt, you know, like you'd get from my man Bo Woods. Shout out to Bo who had a bad day today at Disneyland. Oh my God, love that kid. But you know, when you were a kid, you get that little toy, you know? Yeah, of tool course, I know you're talking about. So John and Ag have. Stan got him in Rams colors. <laughs> A plastic <laughs> hammer. A little fucking junior jack plane. Go have some fun, you fucking dicks. Okay. We'll you, go over here.
0: You know, it's interesting. Last week, something happened that uh, I've never been a fan of rooting for someone to get injured, especially a professional right. athlete. I always think right. it's bullshit. I think yeah, it's bullshit. When Michael Irvin got hurt in Philadelphia and the crowd cheered. Remember that? He was broken oh, yeah. neck. And the crowd cheered. And then Derwin James gets hurt last week and people are all over Twitter. Hey, good fuck you, Spanos. That you sucks. Know? Yeah. But then Karma came back and got Padre fans later on when right. it was Tatis's injury is extremely serious, and he's out the rest of the year, and it's like, dude, that's why you don't root against pro athletes. I don't care how much you hate them for them to get hurt. The pro athlete did nothing to you. That's That's the owner, you know, but to sit there and say... I'm mature against a twenty two year old kid seems so crazy to me. I'm mature uh, against a twenty year old kid yeah. like Tatis is crazy. You don't root that you root against people like that.
1: Well, I don't root against a twenty six year old kid like Manny Machado either. Do Let I me
0: tell you something? On this Go Manny ahead. Machado deal, I am burnt to shit on Machado. And I'm telling yeah. you, I was so happy today. You know you're out, you're were, you were busy. Machado had one of those another non hustle plays, okay? Right. And Mark Grant called him out. Oh. And I said it. It's funny, when I when I say it, oh, fuck, I'm the I'm the devil, I'm a racist. Yeah. When Grant says it, it's like he never said it. Now, Mark Grant's the most light guy in San Diego. Yeah. So here, here's the, the play, because you were probably in your car in your office yeah. at the time when it happened. Machado hits a ball to center field. It's up in there. Uh, Freddie Galvez goes running out from second base to catch it. The shortstop, the second baseman, the center fielder, left fielder, right fielder, all there surrounding the ball. The ball drops, okay? So think about what I just said. The ball's in center, and you have everybody, five guys around one ball. Well, Machado doesn't make it to second base. He doesn't even attempt to go to second base. So Grant goes, man, that ball was in there a long time. Machado probably should have been on second base. And boom, left it at that. Not saying he didn't hustle, but he threw it out there. Yeah. Everyone's thinking the same thing. Well, I write it. I go, I'm so glad to hear Mark Grant call him out. Oh, no one says a word about Grant. Everyone just immediately trashes my ass for it. Well, but right. dude, I am sick and tired of the non-hustling. I but just think th- it's—I think it's—it's it's ridiculous. There, there's no excuse for that.
1: But Dave, there's got to be a fucking limit. The guy who writes the other day, the San Francisco guy, when it's a fucking Steve Woods retweeted it today, it's a—it's a clean single up the middle. And the guy's fucking bitching and complaining. Yeah, I disagree on that one. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm with Woods and, and every other Padre
1: fan on that right. one. Right. I mean, it's a fucking single. Now, yeah. I mean, do you have to sprint down the line like, uh am trying to think of that fucking idiot. Who, Steve Eric Sachs. Owens. Yeah, Steve Sachs, Eric Owens. But I go back to the, then I'll ask you this question, and really I'll ask anybody else. Who the fuck is it on that team that's going to tell Manny Machado, you fucking run, dude.
0: You know, I, honestly, I wish it would be anybody could be it would be, it could be, it'd be uh, green. It could be Ron Fowler it could be anyone saying, dude, we got a lot of young guys coming up. Right. And they're looking at you. You are right. by far the superstar. There's no one with more athletic ability on this team than you. Right. Please set the standard for this organization. Yeah. Be the guy. That's that's all I'm saying is what a fan. Tatis is doing. Yeah, that's what Tatis is doing. It's funny. It's a 20 year old kid. Yeah. And when, I, when we saw, talked about the injury-prone thing the other day, I love the fact he gives 100%. I would buy a ticket to see this guy any single day. So many people uh, nationally have said Tatis is the most exciting guy in the National League right now. And he said, Machado has so much fucking ability. That's our biggest complaint with Will Myers. I'm not comparing the two. Yeah. But, dude, play up to your ability. Nobody wants yeah, to hear the word the potential. Be the Hall of Famer we think you're on pace to be.
1: Uh, I got a great Tatis story. But by, okay. by the
0: way, can, can I finish the Machado thing real yeah. quick? So, uh, Eric Burns, I don't know if you heard, was on every goddamn show in I San heard Diego today. he was in today. The studio today. Your wife. He, he, was in, he was doing some something for kids. It was it was a charity event. So, but he was okay. here in San Diego. So, I got nothing negative to say about Eric Burns. I don't know Eric Burns at all, by the way. But he was on with, um, he was on with Judd and Mike. Okay, and In studio. In studio. Woods and Ben uh, blew him off, Said we don't want him. Really? And Coach took him, And he was live in studio with Coach instead. But my, my point was, when, and I said to Woods, I said, why would you blow him off? I said, here's right. a perfect opportunity to talk to a, to a guy that has said negative things about your superstar. Right. And he goes, because he said negative things about our superstar. Oh, shit. And I go, that's why you bring him in. And I'm not going to ever tell anyone how to do a show, but this is your opportunity to either right. stand up for the fans at the Padre Station. Right. Do your thing. Nothing against Coach. Woods and Ben would have done a much better job holding his feet to the fire right. than, than Coach. Because Coach just ended in the interview, it was bizarre. There was a, he asked, what's your deal with Manny? He told the story about, he goes, man, when I was with the A's, he goes, Manny takes a swing, backswing goes, hits Derek Norris in the head. Happens all the time in baseball. Usually the batter goes to the catcher, hey, sorry about that. Then next Swing does the same thing. It's Norris in the head twice. Then later on in the game, he takes his bat and he throws it at Josh Donaldson at third base. Do you remember that whole deal where yeah. he threw the bat at Donaldson? And he goes, then he took out Pedroia later on, and he just watch his career. Then it, the the uh, Aguilera thing where he steps on his ankle, and he brings it up. He goes, I just didn't think um, he's teaching young guys how to play the game right. So I put a, a you know a shit emoji on Twitter. Major League Baseball got really pissed off at him. Mm. He had to take it down. He got in trouble for it. And he, that was it. That's his, his story. Coach says, all right, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. What do you mean he just ended the interview? Now, right. there's no way Ben and Steve would have entered the interview right there.
1: They you want know, to add the, sing Michael
0: McDonald. And so, <laughs> my point is, right. this was your fucking chance. Right. Baseball season's about over. You're the Padres station. Fuck, man. Why don't you have your two best guys knock out the interview? What do you mean you turned it down? And that's that was my frustration. Here's your chance.
1: Yeah, I don't have an answer for that. Okay. How'd and, it go with uh, Costa and I Judd?
0: I hate to say it. I didn't hear it. No offense <laughs> to those guys. And I'll probably go back and listen to it through their podcasts. But, um, but uh, otherwise... <laughs> otherwise i didn't i didn't catch it i just caught coaches and i was just like fuck man it was it was uh it was just an easy interview it Look, wasn't what you want if you're a padre fan that wasn't the interview you wanted
1: uh i'll say this i am uh i'm still a machado guy i'm still glad he's on this team i've lived here long enough to know it's a 10-year fucking contract that shit keeps up this fucking town will get sick of it in a hurry and then everybody will become the guy that said i said from day one this guy's a fucking joke. <laughs> this guy's a fucking joke. No, but that's why I'm not an Andy Green fan. I'm not. To me, yeah. Andy Green reeks, responsible. reeks of mediocrity. And you have to have a guy. I mean, you had Buck yeah. Showalter in Baltimore. Buck couldn't get it done. No. Couldn't get it figured out. But I mean, as long as you continue to turn a blind eye to it, I again, the thing that Steve tweeted out today was fucking ridiculous from San Francisco. That... Fuck face. but you know, look it, it is happening people in the game other people in the game are noticing and i just think as a fan base it's kind of a drag kid's a stud yes i'll give you a great to story i have a friend who works for the padres that was at uh petco park over the weekend they had a season ticket event where you could come down pick out your seats and one of the things you get to do is you get to go through the clubhouse. They walk you through there. Then they walk you up the steps, kind of like you're a player, through the dugout. And then they walk you into the stand so you can pick your seats. Kind of cool. Yeah, I like cool. that a lot. Well, it just happened to turn out that the event was going on right at the time that Tatis Jr. was coming for treatment. So a friend of mine uh, was riding the elevator with Tatis and just – chatting a little bit, said, man, what an incredibly nice guy, engaging, quick smile. But they said he was definitely moving slow, feeling the effects of of the back injury. But all of a sudden, as Tatis is just trying to kind of quietly blend in let the fans do their thing so he can go in for treatment, a small kid happens to recognize that it's him and comes running over. And this friend of mine who works for the organization said, man, I have to tell you, it was so clear how much pain this kid's in. Anybody who's had a back injury, yeah. no matter the level, it's always. But he said, as soon as this kid came over, Tatis, with a huge smile, <laughs> through the pain, bends over. I'm like, where the fuck's mom and dad? To be like, don't make him bend over. No shit. Jesus Christ, you entitled little brat. <laughs> but Tatis smile picture handshake Spend a couple of minutes just chatting there's no media there there's nothing going on nobody would have known about it i just happened to have a friend who was there and said it was really really cool yeah and he's everything
0: we wanted him to be right
1: and they and this friend of mine said man the kid walked away with an insanely huge smile yeah the family they got a moment that they'll remember forever and you go yeah it's really great so i don't know dave I don't know, but I hope somebody in that organization figures it out and says something because I'm not sure that every instance yeah. is worthy of a complaint, but I think there's enough of them that you should start paying attention to.
0: You know, a, a couple things. Uh, one is just talk, finishing on what you just said about Tatis. Do you remember before the season began what our numbers were for Tatis, what we were hoping he would do?
1: Oh, shit, yeah. like I mean, he he crushed it. We, absolutely we, said,
0: we said we 280-20 home runs would be right. a successful year. Right. I mean, pretty fucking exciting. You know, he, he ended up with 22 home runs and hit 317. And yeah. that's, that's only playing 84 games.
1: Yeah, incredible.
0: I mean, just an incredible year. And, again, he's everything you'd want in a young superstar and more. Um, and with Machado, look, we know he's tre- uh, tremendously talented. I don't think there are 10 guys in baseball that have more talent than Manny Machado.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: You know, I mean, yeah. really, the guy is a ridiculous superstar. The guy throws the ball so so, so strong right. and accurate across the diamond. His glove is insane. His bat right now is in a in a tremendous slump, which has to be frustrating. He's hitting around 260. But it, it, you just want a little bit more. Yeah. You know, act like a Hall of Famer is what I'm saying. I'm and hoping. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If he was teammates right now, I mean, talk about hypotheticals. Teammates right now with Trevor and Tony, would it be okay? To, how about this one? If he's teammates with Kevin Brown. Would it be okay?
1: Yeah, no, they. they I told you, Dave, I, I ran into Andy Ashby the other night, and there was just that team was incredible. Bochy will talk to you about that team yeah. all day long. Because of the fact, Wally Joyner was a guy, Hernandez was a guy. But then, kind of as you moved around, Caminetti absolutely was a guy, Brown was a guy, Hoffman was a guy. I don't know how vocal Tony was, but Tony didn't really have to be. Greg Vaughn. I mean, we forget about Vaughn. I don't know that Finley would have been. Andy Ashby was the guy in Sterling Hitchcock. That would all fucking tell you. And, yeah, I I think there would have been plenty of guys. The one thing I will say this about Manny, what I've dug the most this year, is that we watched Hard Knocks tonight. Yeah, There are a lot of guys on that Raider team, and I've been a Raider fan for 30 more than 30 years. There are a lot of fucking douchebags on this team. You look at me, you go, God, this guy's just very unlikable. Uh, While Manny may not hustle on every play. I haven't had any point this year from watching his interaction with the fans or anything else where I go, this guy's unlikable. It's actually been, I'm with you. It's actually been the complete opposite where you've just seen everything. You know, where you go, man, I just dig this guy. So I don't know, Dave. I don't know if it's a maturity issue. I don't know if it's just the way he plays. No idea. Do you wish he did it a little different? Yeah. But there's also a part of me that goes, yeah, but if he did it a little different, he may have been a four $400, uh, $400 million player yeah. somewhere else.
0: I always think when you look back, especially in baseball, more than any other sport, you just remember, you know, numbers and everything else. Mm-hmm. The hustle aspect is for me. That to me makes him the perfect ball player. He doesn't have to be a five-tool player. He doesn't have yeah. to steal thirty bases, right? But man, and the, the effort—just, just, just a little bit more fucking effort. That's all. That's my yeah. only complaint. And I root for him every at bat when he's up to bat. And if you watch him against Cincinnati the last couple nights, he's squaring the ball up pretty good against guys he's had success against. He hopefully yeah. he's coming out of the slump soon. This would have been a road trip. Yeah,
1: with with uh, with Philly and Cincinnati. Man, that would have been a place confidence builder, right?
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. Anyway, so uh, as far as that goes, that's it. You know, um, we we spoke a little bit about uh, the NFL. One one thing going into the NFL season um, I I wanted to touch on because, you know, this is the time of the year, just like spring training, when people think, oh, we have a chance. Like if you watch Hard Knocks, you're going, fuck, the Raiders are a playoff team. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. There's definitely one team that has no fucking chance of winning this year outside of, <laughs> outside of the Cardinals. It's it's the fucking Miami Dolphins, right? Wouldn't yeah. you agree the Miami Dolphins probably have the worst personnel situation yeah. in all of the football? If you're the Miami Dolphins, why don't you do everything you fucking can for the next two years to just suck? You aren't going to surprise anyone to make it to the postseason. You aren't going to be better than anyone in your shitty division. You aren't going to be better than the Patriots, who you have to play twice, or the fucking, right. uh, you know, the, the Jets right. or the Bills. What I'm saying is eat, eat shit for 2 years. Stack up in the draft with offensive alignment and wide receivers and get fucking Trevor Lawrence from Clemson in 2 years. Well, the you only, know like the loose yeah. the Lawrence t-shirts.
1: But the uh the GM and coach should be out. Right? They yeah. just nobody's uh, yeah, absolutely going
0: to be out. Abso- absolutely. So no, there's I, 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 no I, way. I understand yeah. that. But you aren't going to win anyway.
1: No, I got you, it. You but, know what I'm saying? But you have to be like you got to be like, dude, this is my chance or right? I'm going to be Mike McCoy.
0: But really, they don't have a chance. Josh Rosen's n- is even not even starting. Ryan Fitzpatrick is your starting oh, quarterback. God, the guy's a fucking hundred years old.
1: Look, I said the other day on social media, I don't think that our guy Pete and Point Loma is cut out to be a Raider fan. <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> You've given up on Pete? He just got here. Well, I was happy to have him, and then he just kept talking and talking on social media. And Dave, years ago in Texas, for those. Pro wrestling fans, old school pro wrestling. In Texas, they had the Von Erich family. And I think the Von Eric family may have been a 30 for 30. I mean, they, they, holy shit. There's a documentary about this family. Like five brothers. Yeah. The oldest brother died in Japan. They claimed at the time it was like toxic shock syndrome. But I think it was overdose something happened okay then you had two if not three brothers out of the five commit suicide there's one guy who's left i mean the old man right it just it's an incredibly fascinating and heartbreaking story but as these brothers were coming up the three main ones were david kevin and carrie these were the three guys but then they brought, they had a couple of other little runts of the litter brothers, yeah. and the old man was the promoter. And they said, you know what? We're going to bring Chris Von Eric in. And anytime Chris Von Erich started talking, he just sounded like the biggest dumb shit in the history of mankind. And eventually at the end, all they did with Chris Von Erich was they just stuck him in the back and they told him to do this just wring your hands yeah. and try to look tough. And that's what I had to tell Pete and Point Loma the other day. I go, you're starting to sound like the little Von Erich brother. So just sit in the back, wring your hands and try to look tough. And then he kept Jesus talking. Christ. Then he kept talking and I said, maybe you're more cut out to be a Dolphins fan. <laughs> now, if he can get his shit together before yeah. week one, I'll call it one of my greatest reclamation projects of all time, right up there with Rescue and you. But, if he Jesus. doesn't what, but if he doesn't, Dave, I think we gotta ship him off to the dolphins and really make a concerted effort to get Billy back on the team. Billy's a winner, see, I would like to have Billy he's a he got noodle army he's a little rattled right now, but we can make him work He's, would, he's got a little like
0: him. fortitude I would like to have him. Have you shook his hand? I'd like to have right, him. yes,
1: that's a that's a man. it's
0: like two hamburger patties stuck together,
1: yeah. You don't have to fucking worry about Billy going to Vegas to see Shania Twain. Let's figure this out real quick, our friend Billy. On just real quick, yes. Billy's going to Vegas. A, what shows he's seeing? He's, he's going to see Rat. He, wow.
0: He's going to see Rat, and then he's going to go to the yeah. He's going to go to MMA on Saturday, and then he's going to go to the Raider game on Sunday. Right. Yes.
1: And he may drive out there, uh, as my my one son said his. Favorite car is a Lamborghini, wants a Lamborghini. Yeah. My other son said to me the other day, you know what I'm getting, Dad? I'm just getting a rusty old pickup truck. Be (laughs) fine, because I can get one a lot cheaper than this dumb shit next to me is going to get a Lamborghini. And I think Billy's driving home, windows down, rusty old pickup truck, probably a cooler in the front, probably got a couple bologna sandwiches, (laughs) a couple Mountain Dews, and a whole lot more fucking cold. uh, What do you think he's drinking? Champagne and beers, Miller? Old Milwaukee. I think he's better than that. (laughs) I think he might be drinking Michelobes. Just having a good fucking time. Jesus. Listening Uh, to Merle Haggard.
0: Dude, I just looked up your boy, uh, Chris Vine Eric. Yeah. What do you think happened to him?
1: I think he committed suicide. He did.
0: How old do you think he was? Uh,
1: 25. 21. 21. Yeah,
0: 1991, he shot himself.
1: Yeah, fucked up family, man. Find that documentary. a lot of these
0: guys kill themselves. The whole family. Mike, Chris, and Carrie
1: all committed suicide. Yeah.
0: Jesus. Well,
1: and that's why I just fucking told uh, Pete and Point Loma, just sit in the back, wring your hands, and try to look tough. (laughs) We'll handle everything else. (laughs) (laughs) We'll handle everything else. (laughs) Thursday night is the Rolling Stones concert. Yeah. Uh, They're only playing 18 songs, but I'm fired up, and I'm even more fired up. Because our pal Bernie Wilson's going to be there. Is he going? He's going. He texted me tonight. He goes, hey, what's your plan for up there? All I know is I'm going to pre-party with Bernie Wilson. You got him. Are you mad now that you're not going? You've I never feel, but you know shows. what? I'm
0: really glad you're going to see Bernie. Bernie's mom passed away last week. I saw
1: week. that, man. Our condolences to him. Uh, I loved what Bernie wrote on uh, social media about his parents. Yeah. Because you just go, fuck. And I just sent him a note. I go, you know what, Bernie? I never knew him. I never met him. But they just sound like really good people. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yesterday, uh, I've talked a lot about my buddy Cheech, who died from stomach cancer in the spring of 2016. Yesterday would have been his birthday, and his son was in town. That's awesome. Who's 19. And uh, we got together, went, got some dinner. And it's crazy, Dave, at how this kid who I didn't really know until just a few years ago cuz he grew up in New York but he now has so many mannerisms that are identical to his father I think
0: he looks a lot like his dad am he I crazy does.
1: Yeah he does and just a great fucking kid but here's the crazy thing there and and I know a lot of people that have this if you are somebody that has nieces and nephews grandkids right Yes. You have to ask yourself, are you doing enough as the adult to stay in contact with these people, to know them? Because this buddy of mine, uh, like I was just going down the laundry list, like, hey, do you hear from them? Do you hear from them? Nope. Nope. Never hear from them. And he's just a fucking great kid who loves hearing stories about his dad. Um, And I'll share it. I think I've told this story on the air before, but I told it to him last night and it was a fucking great story. And since my buddy Cheech would have been his birthday yesterday, we'll tell this story in a second. But I just man, if you're a grandparent, if you're an uncle, call your fucking nieces, call your nephews, call your grandkids and be like, what are you doing? You want to go to lunch? You want to go to a movie? You want don't fucking sit there and wait for the phone to ring. It makes me crazy. Because think back to when you were 16, 17, 18. Were you picking up the phone, calling anybody? No fucking chance. Stop walking around acting like you're the fucking king of Cardiff, you (laughs) cocksuckers. That was probably a little harsh. It's the king of Cardiff. Uh, So so I'm out with my uh, buddy's kid. And we go, uh, we're in Encinitas. And I go, what do you want to do? He goes, man, you know what I love? Because I'm... Uh, He lives upstate New York. He goes, can we just go like 101? I love 101. I go, yeah, absolutely. So we're going Encinitas up through Carlsbad, and uh, we go into Oceanside. And in Oceanside, there's a place called the Star Theater. Now, the Star Theater is now home of like Junior Theater, right? A bunch of little 10-year-old fucking dorks doing the music, (laughs) man. Nobody can sing. All this stupid shit, right? Probably doing cats. Boring. Dork. But uh, when I was telling my buddy Dakota that when me and his dad and our other buddy, Tom Gallo, we were all like 17. The Star Theater was a porno theater. Have I told this no. fucking story? All right. So we're like 17, and we roll up there. And, who you know, on Golden Blonde, right? Indiana Jones. Who knows what the fuck's showing? Indiana
0: Jones. So we
1: go up, and it's an old guy that looks like he's probably on fucking probation for being on, you know, Megan's Law website, working the ticket counter. So here we come. Three fucking kids from Encinitas. And I got to admit, the three of us, we probably had a little too much energy. So we're like, hey, we need three tickets. How you doing? How you doing? We probably call them old timer. <laughs> old timer. <laughs> Have you ever called anybody old timer? No. So the guy just like, I think, who knows? It's probably five bucks to get in, right? And they give you those old movie tickets that look like a raffle ticket. Yeah. One spits out from the shit, you know, kicks out three. So now we're in and it turns out that this guy not only I mean, they got a real fucking winner. Not only is this guy the master of ticket distribution, but he's also the master of the concession area. So the three of us. We're acting like we're fucking seeing weird signs. We immediately beeline to the concession area. The guy's like looking at us like he hasn't fucking sold anything there other than probably lube in fucking five years. But we're such fucking dumb shits. Hey, I'll take a uh, cherry Coke, hot tamales. How's that popcorn? And the guy's like, what? I'll take a small popcorn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and uh, I'll take a milk dud. guy's like, what? <laughs> Come on, let's go. So the guy, bring, I'm telling my buddy's kid this story about his dad yeah. as we're out front of the Star Theater. I go, fuck, it happened right there. So now the Milk Duds get delivered, and I will tell you quite honestly, this is me. So what do you do any time you go to the theater? You get the Milk dud. You fucking shake them, Yes, right? of course. You want to shake them because you want to hear that rat tat 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 tat, tat.
0: Oh, So they always stick to the side.
1: Exactly. But if you hear that rat tat tat tat, tat you know, you're in business. Well, yes. these fucking things... It was like the box had been stuffed with cotton. You don't hear yeah. anything. So me being the shithead that I am from is saying, hey, 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 come on. Well, here's this box <laughs> from? Let's go. Come on, man. Find me one that's new. And this guy. Some I, people
0: are wine connoisseurs. You're a milk dead <laughs> connoisseur. Right. Yes.
1: And this guy working the counter is just like, what? What? Come on. Don't make me get heated. I might already be there. My buddy Tom's doing the same thing with the fucking hot tamales. Yes. Sounds just like when you try to shank an aspirin bottle that still has the cotton in it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. These are worse than the milk duds. The guy's just like, oh, my fucking God. Right. And Dakota goes to me last night. He goes, I love the idea that you guys are breaking balls. I go, it'd be funny if we were. We were completely dead serious. (laughs) So now we get an acceptable box. Well fucking mad, right? Mountain Dew's all flat. Fuck a guy. Load up the whole cup with ice. It better be free refills. You dick. Norman
0: fell. I don't think they gave free refills back then. No. Yeah.
1: So we're all mad. Now we walk into this theater, and this theater, I swear to God, Dave, if you walked into the pyramids of Egypt, it couldn't be any darker than it is in this theater. God, I can't see anything. Shit. So, again, being the fucking idiots that we are, hey, do we miss anything? We yell. There's, like, three guys in the theater, okay? Yeah. One guy is stage left all the way in the corner, and he's kind of tucked face in the wall. Yes. we just like, hey, dude, the whole fucking row's open, but, hey, if you're comfortable over there, go ahead. (laughs) What an asshole. We're so fucking. That guy's in there fucking jerking. It. Of course, he will be. He's got a little stage fright. Then you got another guy on the opposite end, and then you got like one random guy in like row three. Yeah, with his neck hurting because he's looking straight up at Vanessa Del Rio. So we go down just again, like you're seeing fucking Top Gun, right? Hey, yeah. whole mo- hey, the whole middle is open. Well, I got the aisle. And you're just walking, and I just, it's just such a terrible thing to say, but I've said a lot of terrible things on this show. (laughs) I'm walking, and I just remember one of us going like, do they ever fucking mop the floor in this place? God damn, it's like the whole fucking floor is Laffy Taffy. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we just sat there. And then after about three fucking money shots, we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. We just walked out. See ya. The old guy's like, fuck off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was my day at the Star Theater with my buddy, whose birthday it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he's the dumbest guy. And my, yeah, Dakota's like such a nice kid. He's like, I love the fact that you guys are just... I go, no, dude. We like... Yeah. We were like we couldn't figure out why the fucking like milk duds or hot tamale or junior mints, whatever the fuck you get. Yeah, the goddamn shit hadn't been changed since seventy six. What's wrong
0: with you guys? Holy a lot. shit! Damn, dude. I would. It's funny. We had this conversation with my uh, my son the other day about the old days about being able to rent porn. Yeah. And, and I would say you'd go into like a music plus. I worked at the warehouse. The warehouse. He's like, "What? Like he goes? They had regular movies and porn movies yeah. together?" And I said, "Yeah, they did." He goes, "Why?" Why would they do that?
1: Oh, dude, all the time.
0: Yeah, I know. I was there.
1: Yeah. and Because that's the only way you could get it. And
0: I, he thought it was the craziest thing. He goes, what happens if someone in the neighborhood saw And I said, dude, it would happen. Yeah. You'd be in line, and one of your friend's mom come walking in, and you right. got to freaking wing the movie somewhere. There it goes. You can't get caught with it. I go, but if you did bring it home, he goes, what would happen? And I said, dude, honestly, this is what would happen. I was the guy that looked the oldest, so I was the guy that went mm-hmm. and got it. My buddies were in the car all excited that I was able to rent one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We'd shoot back to my buddy Bill's house. We'd throw it on. He goes, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys watch this together. All the time. And I said, Yeah, we'd we'd stop off at Subway. Right. We'd have like freaking, you know, Doritos and Subway sandwiches and Cokes all over the table, and we'd watch porn. He goes, What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. He, he was completely mind blown.
1: Yeah, I'm still am when it <laughs> happened. I
0: said, dude. That's not even the worst part. The worst part was you didn't know when the good scenes were going to happen, but you had to sit through at least 45 minutes of dialogue. Right. Like you think you're watching a real movie. Yeah. Before people finally start taking their clothes off. Yeah. It was so dumb. It was so fucking dumb. And you're like, holy shit, what a waste of time this is. But yeah, you're sitting here eating sandwiches and you're watching porn
1: with three friends. I'm telling you, the guy who's got to go in the VHS Hall of Fame is the guy who invented the ability to just jump from scene to scene. Yeah. That fucking guy. Yeah. Like I don't know where he is now. Probably locked up doing twenty-five to forty in Sing Sing. Dude,
0: okay, here's the deal. You used to work at the warehouse. You always uh-huh. and you guys always had that same question, right? Did you rewind this? Oh, I'd say it all the time. Okay, did you ask this question? Did you wash your hands before you rewind this? <laughs> no. Okay, that should have been the question.
1: I have said repeatedly on this show that I had no problem at all outing the fucking perverts of Encinitas. So if they just came in, like there were certain guys that just came in and they just had like four of them, right? You could rent four movies at yeah, a time.
0: that's right. You guys had a limit.
1: Yeah, and they, they just didn't even fucking hide the fact that they had an addiction. <laughs> so, I, you know, I was 17, but I was compassionate to my fellow man. So I just fucking quietly nodded. Hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you whack job. Get the fuck out of here. Going back up there. I'll clean you out so you can rent four new ones, you little fucking pervert. Get out of here. <laughs> you worked pretty much all the way through the A's and B's. Go see if uh, you can find something with the C. Probably New Christy Canyon's up there. But to me, Dave, my biggest dilemma and my hated rival were the guys that would rent, like, The Sound of Music and then fucking stick a Barbara Dare movie in there and act like I wasn't going to notice. Yes. It. So I felt like it was my duty, especially if there was like a cute girl or a mom. Right. Kind of Catherine Bach standing behind him. Nice. I was like, I'm a fucking out this guy. Hey, how you doing today? Roy. So you checked that first one because he had the laser bar. Ding. And then here it comes. Right. Yeah. Barbara Dare's in barbarians at the mall. Oh, oh, Hey, I think we just got this one in and I would hold it up. Oh Jesus. Like I was working on prices, right? And then the move was to flip it to the back. Cause as any good porn connoisseur knows talking to you. Geekster. Everything is described in the back in tiny little one inch square pictures. You can, depending on who the uh, art director was, you may get two or you may get eight. Yes. There were some that were a little bit more considerate, would give you the higher number. So my job was to find the most graphic picture on the back of the star and say, did she do this? (laughs) Jesus Christ. At about that volume. (laughs) And then, because my buddy Cheech. What would the guys say? Ah, he would just kind of slowly wilt like a, like a sunflower in the heat. And then, because my buddy Cheech worked there, my buddy Boom worked there, Dane worked there, Tim Griffin worked there, we'd just hold, Griff, look at that, brother. Look at that. This girl is an alley cat. And the guy would just die a slow death. And then you just look back there, Catherine Bach, Fire off a little wink. <laughs> you throw wink. Get the fuck out of here, sticky fingers! <laughs> I mean, you would tell them.
0: <laughs> Get out of here. Of course, they aren't gonna call your manager. And say you I was the put- manager. Oh Jesus! <laughs> who made you manager? <laughs>
1: Somebody who didn't what know what of they were. What fucking
0: doing? disaster is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, We
1: walked around. Here was the other thing. Go ahead. I wish I knew who the fuck this video just... God, the more I think about my friend Cheech and my friend Boom, I'm not sure which one of the three of us were the dumber guys. But because I was the video manager, we would get these reps that would come down from the porn companies. Like the guys... Like it would be vivid now, but I don't know... I don't know. I can't remember what the fuck it was back then. But whoever the companies were that were like the main porn distributors. Yeah. There'd always be some guy that came down and he always kind of looked like Ted McGinley. <laughs> <laughs> a little too tan.
0: You know, there's a big porn office in um, in downtown San Diego. Really? Yeah, like uh, like naughty America. Like there's a big porn right on like 10th Avenue where you and I used to work ESPN no shit yeah a buddy of mine was doing construction in there he said they're like making everything soundproof and they're he had no idea what he was doing yeah and he said they're you know they're tinting the windows out and all that stuff and he goes all of a sudden brandy love goes walking by just get out of here and he's like what the f- where am i like where am i he's
1: Like, He's what's going on why all these girls just walk around naked well these guys from this v you know video distributor they would come down and they just thought we were the three dumbest fucking guys on the planet. And we'd just sit there and tell them all the shit we did. Because we're like 17. We're all like, ex- I think Boom was 18. Cheech and I were like 17. And every other guy they dealt with was some guy with a bad comb over, right? Some 50 yeah. year old guy Looked trying like to. Steve Buscemi? Yeah, trying to start a new life. And we were just like, we didn't give a shit. <laughs> so this guy would send me like once a month, a box of T-shirts Yeah, for the three of us. We'd wear these T-shirts everywhere. So I had a New Wave Hookers T-shirt. But the (laughs) shirt, Dave, that we wore all the time, and we thought it was the greatest shirt ever. I wore it to San Diego all the fucking time. It's hilarious. It was a pink shirt, pink T-shirt that said Raw Talent on the front (laughs) because there was a porn movie called Raw Talent. And on the back, it was like... uh, it was like the disclaimer, like, yeah. hey, this video can't be, is for mature audiences or whatever. Yeah. Fuck, we wore it all the time. Like, it was a, like a goddamn concert t-shirt. <laughs> we got to give a less of a shit. If my kid showed up, right, wouldn't you just be like, damn!" Yeah. I have no clue where I fell off. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. People are
1: like, you are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fucked up for a long time, man. <laughs> Walked around. <laughs> Wearing raw talent t-shirts. I think my man Tim Griffin. Griff listens to this all the time. I think uh, I think Griff had one.
0: Oh, my gosh. We got like, I yeah. can't believe you wore him to school.
1: Oh, we thought it was great. It was like wearing a championship ring. <laughs> Same
0: thing. Same thing. You guys sit there with your Letterman jackets.
1: Yeah. But it was, I swear to God, that's exactly who the dude looked like. Like Ted McGinley. You know Ted McGinley? Yeah, of course.
0: Happy days. Yeah. every show. James yeah. Meredith children. Right. Yes. Love
1: boat. And he'd send us a box, and then I'd have to shake down a couple more shirts. So yeah. I guarantee you, they probably had a warehouse of 5,000 shirts, <laughs> and there were four fucking dorks in Encinitas that would wear them all the time. Great. Right.
0: What did your mom say when you left the house with a raw talent shirt?
1: I think she had already given up by that point.
0: By then, though, she let you get like Playboy and stuff delivered to the house, yeah, right? Yeah, I was like 15 when I
1: started subscribing. I did. There was a guy. I worked at Santa Fe Liquor eventually. But there was a 7-Eleven next door. Yeah. And there's a guy named Mark that worked there. He was kind of the manager. Yeah. And I went in. This is true. I bought two things, Dave. I bought Ring Magazine and a Playboy. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I wasn't that great at math, but I could figure out that if you're paying X amount, Per month, or you could subscribe for like thirteen bucks. Why not just subscribe? I just subscribe to both. So yeah, that's what I got: Sports <laughs> Illustrated, The Ring, and Playboy. You ever, <laughs> was it,
0: was there one was there one Playboy magazine that ever stood out to you? Said okay, say that that girl on the front or whatever that that stands out. The reason I said that, I think I've only bought one Playboy magazine in my life, and it was I think it was like nineteen eighty nine or ninety. Okay. And it was the girls. There were twins, and uh, God dang it, I can't remember their fucking names. I was hoping you would you'd get it right away. The Barbie twins. you oh, Remember the Barbie fuck. twins? Yeah, didn't they marry? One of them married uh, married the guy from uh,
1: not Renegade. What no. fucking show
0: was he in? God dang it! What the fuck was it? His first name was like Ken something. Yeah,
1: all fucked up. He yeah. was always fucked up, like Tom Sizemore. Fucked. Up. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, he's good call. God dang it. I can't remember. And it was weird. One of them married and one didn't. And you're like, well, what the fuck? And you're like, is that guy getting both of them? You know?
1: Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember the issue that was crazy was the Genie Bus issue. Yes. Because Genie right. Bus and Nancy Sinatra were in the same issue. And you're that's like, right. I don't know who fucking set this up. It seems like a little bit. Ken of a, Wall. Ken Wall.
0: Shane married Ken Wall. I looked it up. There what you go. show
1: was Ken Wall on? Fuck, dude. What
0: was Ken? Okay, I'll tell you in one second.
1: Okay. King okay. of the Octagon?
0: He was in like a real popular show, too. Right. It, it wise guy.
1: Wise guy. I told you it was yeah. like a renegade show. Yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I like how it says,
0: Ken Wall, working actor from 1979 to 96. Then it says retired. No one else <laughs> came knocking on the door, asshole.
1: He's just fucking knocking on the Barbie twins door. Jesus,
0: yeah, that's the only one I bought though. Were those smoking hot twins? I remember. But at the remember,
1: time. like they went through that whole phase where Debbie Gibson, yeah, and who else?
0: They put the they put that one girl on. I remember from uh, Growing Pains, the one that Kurt Cameron kicked off the show because uh, he was a Christian and she was in Playboy. Do you remember that whole story? No, fuck, damn it! I thought you used to get this magazine. I did. Okay, I gotta Growing look it up Pains.
1: now. Growing Pains. No, but I never really watched that show. Oh, so who the fuck was that?
0: God dang it. Um,
1: Pam Anderson? Julie
0: McCullough was her name. She's uh, fucking 54 now. Damn, that's shit. disappointing. And they didn't know when they put her on the show? No, they didn't know at the time. And then Kirk Cameron went all Christian and then had her removed from the show.
1: Oh, well, that guy's a fucking jerk, too. <laughs> Can't trust guys like that. Can't <laughs> trust him. I'm just telling you, man. You know, you know. Listen, you listen to this podcast. We've told you all our creepy little secrets. You know them all. I went to the Star Theater. I told the guy you got Laffy Taffy in the front. yeah. That's true. Yeah,
0: you don't hold back.
1: No, this <laughs> shows therapy for me. All right, sorry. All right, hey, want to remember? Want to remind you? It's like you. fucking midnight.
0: I know, dude. It's fucking. It's eleven o'clock at night. No joke. Oh God, we gotta go. Okay, real quick though. Got a got a couple things to take got care it. of before we wrap this show up. Want to uh, again remind you of the guys over at Hot Sauces and More. I saw Brian today over at Hot Sauces and More. Again, though, Ty Ranch. Thanks Mall. for that hot
1: link sandwich, I dude. He didn't have.
0: Ha- he didn't have it. I would have brought it for you. He didn't have it. But I'll what's tell you, what's
1: he doing? Where was Jerry?
0: Jerry wasn't there tonight.
1: What's he got to I, do? I, oh, <laughs> probably watching Hard Knocks.
0: Probably watching Hard Knocks. <laughs> Jerry looks tough. Here's the deal. They have the the Farmer's Market in the Otay Ranch Mall, though, every Tuesday. I recommend that you go by. I'll tell you what you missed out on, though.
2: What'd I
1: have?
0: Here's the deal. At Hot Sauces and More right now, they now serve and sell meat. Okay? Oh,
1: he said they were going to do that. Dude,
0: I didn't know. Dude, he made me the greatest steak I've it's ever had in my life. unbelievable, right? He honestly made me the best steak I've ever had.
1: Yeah, I had it uh, three weeks ago. When, Did he really? Yeah, when you, me, and uh, Nancy
0: were there. It was, the, it was a New York strip s- steak, okay? Yeah, And they have ribeyes, they have filets, they have tri-tip, brisket. Everything was fantastic. So I recommend right. not only can you go and get anything you possibly need for your barbecue, including the big green egg, but also you can buy meat right from the store. Again, it's right next to Macy's and the Otay Ranch Mall across from Daniel's Jewelers. Make sure you stop by and see Brian. Just a great family.
1: Yeah, the great thing is, like we always say, man, it is going to heat up really, really quick. And so you are going to be in one of two boats. You're either going to have that barbecue already and you're looking for ways you go, Yeah, I could do a few things on it. Like right now, I could fire you up a steak, burger, chicken, whatever you want. We'll put yep. some vegetables on there. But then you always want to expand out your game and figure out a way to be a little better. That's why a trip to hot sauces and more is mandatory because your B plus game is about to become an A minus or an A. But there are a lot of us that remember, and I tell this story often about going to one of those restaurants where it's the biggest scam going, where they make you cook your own steak. And how many times have you seen guys that honestly don't know what they're doing and they're cooking their, their steak, their girlfriend or their wife's steak, and they just go for the knife and start cutting into that thing right over the fire. Yep. You're going to dry that fucker out in two seconds. If you're that guy and you're like, look, man, I really want to get a grill. I want to be able to, I love barbecue. I want to be able to do it at my house, but I don't have a goddamn clue what you're doing. No problem at all, man. Nobody's going to laugh at you. Go down to hot sauces. Talk to Brian. He'll make sure that he gets you the right grill for your backyard. The one that fits. Maybe it's a big green egg. Maybe it's a Weber. And then he's going to hook you up with the spices and the rubs and all the different things. And before you know it. You're going to do what I do, which is look at those dorks cutting into the steak and go, man, you should have gone to hot sauces and more.
0: Absolutely. Don't forget about Brian Curry selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's won a ton of awards. He's been doing this a long time. He's familiar with every city in San Diego County. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call. You're hearing more and more people stressing out right now about their investments, about their real estate properties, about what they should do and what is coming. A lot of people are afraid there's another crash coming from 2008. Is now the right time to sell your house and become a renter until the market drops? Guess what? Brian Curry has all the answers for you. He will tell you exactly what he thinks is going to happen in the market. Again, very knowledgeable. He's been doing this for a long time. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Would
1: highly recommend it for those of you that have properties that you are self-managing. And man, what a nightmare having to deal with renters or your renter moves out and now you have to find somebody new to come in. Uh, Brian's been a property manager for an extremely long time, knows it better than anybody, is gonna get you the right tenants in there so that if and when those tenants eventually move, your place is gonna look as good as it does today. Uh, He knows how to do the screening process. He knows who you want in. So the neighbors or the HOA aren't calling going, hey, did you just let the fucking Manson family move into your house? Is Squeaky Fromm living here? Not going to happen when Brian's your property manager. I say it all the time, Dave. I am uh, hopefully at some point, I swear to God, I feel like my divorce is taking longer than the elevator on Big Bang Theory to get fixed. (laughs) But as Brian said to me when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, he goes, man, you know what? You're okay. Because right now, it's kind of an interesting time in the market. I would say, if you're somebody looking to buy, yeah, it's a good time to call. But if you are sitting on a property that has a lot more equity than you were expecting, man, make that call to Brian Curry and see what he can do for you to get that property off your hands and get that money in your pocket.
0: Absolutely. Don't forget about made Pools. Alan Taylor's been in business for more than 20 years, too, because he's great at what he does. Don't forget about the new construction on commercial and residential. Also, full remodels on commercial and residential as well. New equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, you name it, installation. Next Wednesday, I got a note from the city of San Diego saying to me, mm-hmm. they're going to be working on some electrical line by my house, and my electricity is going to be turned off for 12 hours. <laughs> I'm the only fucking house, by the way.
1: Right here. Greg. Right
0: here. This house, next Wednesday. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do to stay right. cool? And I wish I had a fucking pool just to jump in that goddamn pool me and my dog, because I right. don't know what the hell we're going to do in this heat. But, man, how great would it be to have that pool? Man, if you don't have one in your backyard, guess what? You need to give Alan Taylor a call today. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452.
1: Well, I was just mentioning property values, and, and maybe you're somebody that has a house with a little equity. But this goes to those of you who go, man, I've been in this house for 10 or 15 years in the comps, from houses being sold up and down the block are not getting to the level that I need it to be for me to make my next move. You know how you do it right now? Small investment. Small investment in the tailor-made pool because now when people come over, they're not just seeing the same boring, round, rectangle, square pool in the backyard. Maybe as Dave mentioned, it's got the waterfall, could have the grotto, the lights, the incredible work of Alan and his team are going to make you so incredibly happy. But when that time comes where you go, hey, I'm going to move out, watch what happens. People come, they take a look through the kitchen, the living rooms, the bedrooms, and then they say, hey, you know what, we saved the best for last. Let's go see the backyard so you can see my TMP. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, check it out for yourself, and then make that phone call. You can be relaxing by your pool before you know it instead of being like Dave, (laughs) sitting around with a paper fan explaining to poor Shoogie what happened. Where'd she go?
0: <laughs> Dude, it's 11 o'clock. She took off. Oh. Um. Also, don't forget about Dan Williams. We just talked about finances a lot. What happens with your finances? Do, you, do things make financial sense as you make decisions in your future? What are you waiting for? Make sure you give Dan Williams a call. Dan Williams is the guy to help you with all your financial needs. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813.
1: Been doing it for 15 years, and I always talk about this book Because it's so incredibly important for those of us that have been lucky enough to own a home. But you got to remember, you're day one into 360 payments into that. That's why Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, it's absolutely the cornerstone of his practice. Because it's going to help you incorporate your mortgage plan into your overall financial plan. Then for those of you in the military or just out of the military, how to purchase a home with no down payment. Now, uh, we mentioned it. All of our guys are such supporters of the military. Dan's a big part of the Honor Foundation, looking for ways to properly educate military families on the possibility of owning your home using that VA entitlement. Here's how you get both of those books absolutely free San Diego US Slash Dave Jeff. Start with the books. Then pick up the phone, 858-688-6813.
0: Okay, and finally, Kyle Pfluger, don't forget about your perfect website. Jeff just mentioned it to you right there. Go to the Dave and Jeff Show website page. Kyle Pfluger put it together for us. He can make a great webpage for you as well, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621.
1: The one quick thing I'll say about Kyle is, yes, you can look at our website, but how many of you have a hard time getting in contact with your webmaster or trying to get the necessary changes that you see? Maybe you have a vision for your website, but you're not quite sure how to execute it. That's why Kyle Fluger is the best. Anytime we've called him, needed anything done, it's done almost instantaneously. And it's done even better than the way we hoped it would look. Nobody better than Kyle. We're thrilled that he's part of the family.
0: Absolutely. Just talk to him today, and you're right. Instantaneously, he'll fix things and help you out. So uh, great person to have around. Look, we've gone an hour and 11 minutes. All right.
1: We're getting the fuck out of here. It's 11 o'clock. Real quick, Dave. Two minutes. We'll try to make this tight. Yes. Uh, We said we waited long for Hard Knocks. Where do you rank Hard Knocks right now with some of the better seasons? I
0: tell you what. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the season. You said there are a bunch of whack jobs out there. I wish they had focused on a couple other people. Yeah. But I know that you know obviously John Gruden's the star. Sure. And they figured that out after the first episode, um, the quarterback controversy as far as who the backup's going to be. It's kind of boring because the, the that guy never plays anyway. Right. There are some characters I wish I'd like to have a little bit more Richie Incognito. Yeah. I'd like to have a little bit more Vantes Perfect. Right. The whole relationship of him and. Uh, Brown, Antonio Brown, hating each other and knocking each other out, injuring each other during famous playoff games. There's a huge storyline there that I wish they would get to, and uh, they have a running back that a lot of people are taking first round in fantasy football in Joshua Jacobs, and there's no talk of him at all.
1: Haven't seen him. And the other thing that they really haven't done this year that was always a cornerstone of hard knocks was introducing you to two or three kind of distant long shots to make the team and you found yourself really invested. I'm trying to think, man, remember there was a wide receiver for the Cowboys that uh, was in for a little bit. You always talk about Boomer Grigsby, yes. still from the Chiefs. Uh, the Jets had a few of those guys. And you would just kind of feel like a personal connection. And then you remember, man, the show would air the same day as Final Cutdown Day. Yes, And you would rush to the paper not so much to see what the Chargers or your favorite team did on cutdown day. You wanted to see, hey, what happened? Did he make the team or did he not make the team? Uh, you're 3 out of the 5 shows in after tonight. It's definitely been enjoyable. It's like been it. fun. But I don't feel like they've done that as far as make you cheer for that that long shot like they've Maybe done Maybe it's in coming the up
0: in the in the next week because uh, as you said, that is the heart and soul of, to me, this whole series.
1: Yeah, but but in the past, it was a storyline that arced over That's four true. or five episodes. So if you're only doing it for the final yeah. two, I don't know how much you'll be invested in it. Maybe they're trying to do it with the quarterbacks, but they, they really haven't shown you anything of Nathan Peterman other than just briefly on the field, and you don't feel like you know Mike Glennon at all. So I don't know. But as far as Gruden goes, yeah, he's been pretty good.
0: Absolutely. Now, I'm looking forward to it. I enjoy the show. Maybe it's because the, the Raiders are in it. But uh, Gruden's definitely the star.
1: Okay. If you're going to the Stones on Thursday, I can't make you any promises because I don't know what time I'm going to be able to get up there. But if you're pre-partying on the yard, I'm up there with my buddy Joel Rotz. Joel Roach is very important to this show. He was the guy responsible for us being on Blind Date being on Gene Simmons Family Jewels. He showed up at our event last year. Joel beat Melanoma twice. He and I have been buddies since eighth grade. He's literally the first guy who ever said to me uh, when I was right out of high school working Del Mar, you got to work in radio, and he has been an incredible friend to this show two different times last year. We thought we lost him due to Melanoma. Yeah. And now he's in recession. He's never seen the stone. So remission. Ah, uh, remission. Yeah, what the fuck's the matter to me? Uh... He's in remission, and I couldn't be more thrilled uh, that he's going up there. I, I, we had a friend who was going to come in. They weren't able to make it, and uh, Joel is a dynamite dynamite cool. alternative.
0: If people write to you on Twitter, are you going to say where you are?
1: Yeah, I'll tell cool. you. Well, yeah, but uh, we're looking for their pre parties So Bernie Wilson will be there. Danny Noon, I got your message. I know you're coming, but again, I'm leaving Carlsbad at noon, so it's just... The show was a lot better when it was on a Saturday night. A Thursday trying to get to Pasadena is going to be a little bit fucked up. But if you hit us up on social media, I'll do my best to try to come by and see you. It should be a great, great night. Dave, will give you a full recap on Sunday. All
0: right, looking forward to it. Have a good week, everybody.